Thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your victory. We thank you for yet another day. We hail you, the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the earth. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. We thank you that we can come to your faith to learn, that we may gain knowledge and insight in this very time. Father, we bless you for counting us worthy among your saints on earth. Who you have counted worthy to, to serve on your table, to be called by your name, to understand the things, the mystery that is hidden for ages. May your glorious name be exalted, O King of heaven, in Jesus' holy and anointed name we have prayed with thanksgiving. Shall we just lift up our voices together and begin to thank God for this day. Thank God for what God has been teaching us on this Bible study. And thank God for the unction of heaven that has been upon us over the days and months that we have been gathering to pray and to study the word of God. The Bible says he sent his word and he healed his people and he delivered them from their chains. Let us thank God for the word that will come to us tonight, that the word will bring forth healing. It will wrought deliverance. It will increase us in the knowledge of heaven. And it will transform our lives. Let us thank God for the authority that God will place upon our lips today. So that when we begin to pray, we will pray and make utterances by the authority of the living God. And at the same time too, we, 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 we thank God because, you know, he had numbered us to be among the people that we carry by the wind of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, will carry us to the heart of the Father today. And the name of the Lord shall be glorified. Father, we bless you. We exalt and magnify your holy name. We thank you, Jehovah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for grace. And we thank you for the honor of being one of those that you can speak through. To bringing about your will and perfect plan upon the face of the earth. And we thank you, Lord, for the strength you have given to every one of us all over the world as we begin to pray at this time. We join our prayer with the prayers of all the cells of God's children across the continent of the globe who we do not know physically, but we are bonded together in the spirit. And we pray, oh God, that the Holy Spirit of God will direct and carry us by his wing into the heart of the Father and grant us the spirit of insight and sight. Thank you, Lord, for your word is true. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we have prayed with us, given. Amen. Pastor Tyler, please. Now, I just want to, um, we'll, we'll go straight into, we'll go straight into our Bible's um, study for today. Um, and um, we know we're studying and we've been looking into the book of Job. And we thank God because today, as we start off, as usual, we'll have a few, uh, at least uh, about three people who would start off with a reflection for us and take us through a few, uh, a bit of reflection. So that way we'll then come together. Um, we'll, everyone who's joining for the first time will get the opportunity to have a bit of a reflection on what's gone on so far. And then it's easier for them to join us. So tonight, without much ado, I'd like to invite um, Brother Eric. To start us off tonight, Brother Eric. Praise the Lord. My conjuration today will be taken from Job 121, which reads, And he said, 
Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And at this point in the story, God gave Satan permission to do anything he wanted with Job, on the condition that his own life was spared. Job, however, likely had no knowledge of God's discussion with the devil, and had no idea he was being tested. Everything that Job treasured was gone. His livestock was stolen or killed, and all his servants were murdered. Finally, he was dealt the killer blow. Losing one of his children would have been devastating enough, but he lost all ten on the same day. Most people would have felt betrayed by God. However, Job humbled himself and never questioned God. He understood that he came to this earth with nothing and would leave with nothing. As Romans 11.36 says, Everything comes from the Lord. All things were made by him and through him and will return to him. Praise the Lord forever. With the global pandemic, each one of us is in a time of testing. And like Apostle has said, almost all of us have been indirectly affected by this virus, even if we ourselves have not caught it. A time of financial insecurity is also coming. And though God has promised to keep us safe, we may experience some turbulence along the way. However, like Job, we must learn to trust God in his infinite wisdom. After all this, God gave Job more than he had even had to begin with. We need not fear because God is always looking out for us. So this contribution is a message of encouragement to us all. That when we face tribulation, we can stand in God. We can, we can trust in God. We can be sure, as Job later said, that our Redeemer lives and in the end he will stand upon this earth. So, though our bodies may suffer and we may have trials and tribulations, we can rest assured that God will never leave us or forsake us. What a wonderful God we serve. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Brother Eric. I'd now like to invite um, Brother Derek. Um, Brother Derek, please unmute yourself. Thank you. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Job 1 verse 8, which reads, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There was no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Amen. In this passage, it explains that Job was God's servant, and Job did not just be God's servant so that he would get rich or have protection. He did this because he loved God. If he followed God only for the benefits, then he would not shun evil. He would not even know anything about him, anything about God. So he'd not even be able to shun evil. If he did not know what it, even if he did not know what it was, even when Satan, who had rebelled against God and wanted to be the Almighty, and came and wanted to challenge God and His angels, God was able to praise Job for His good works. Later in the text, it says that when the sons of Job had feasted they would always have to have a burnt offering that Job would conduct because maybe one of them had cursed God in their hearts, so they needed to repent. So that can show that Job was a great person, truly loving God. The Holy Spirit had not even come down then, and people today do not even have the level of faith that Job had with the Holy Spirit. In our own lives, God cannot say what he said for for many Christians because they are in the dark about what is good and evil. So in our daily prayers, we must pray for our fellow Christian salvation. And we should pray that we may have it as well. Because since God is coming soon, then we must be able to be equipped with everything that we need. Because behold, we are coming soon. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Brother Derek. And I'd like to invite um, Dickness Bimbo. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Okay, so the lessons I learned from the book of Job chapter 1. God said in Job chapter 1, 8, that Job was blameless and upright. So when I look at the Bible definition of upright, it means adhered to moral principles, a just person. And the main dictionary definition says decent, true, right-minded, not evil-minded, so and so on. So can this be said of our characters? As we can see, or can God say that about us as well? So as we can see, Job's conduct was straight. It was properly positioned. We can see this in verses 20 to 22. In fact, when we read from verses 13 to 19, when the news was brought to him concerning the tragedy of the events that happened to him, I saw that Job was very calm. It's not easy, believe me, but God gave him the grace and strength to be calm. So, and God also strengthened Job, and Job ascribed all greatness to God, because God is our rock. So, the question I'm asking is, how do we react when not so good occurrences that we cannot even visualize happen to us? So, that's the reason why we really need to hide the word of God in our hearts. We really need to pray always, have a personal and tight relationship with God. We also need to constantly remind ourselves that God Almighty is supreme. He has the sovereign power to do anything he wants. To my knowledge and understanding, I don't think any human being on earth can go through what Job went through. In fact, looking at it from one of the hymn writers, when some events happened to him, the hymn writer that sang it is well. We can see what he went to. But the thing I'm trying to draw out is that no one knows the events that could happen to one in life or on this earth unless God reveals them to us. He will do, God will do anything. He will do nothing without revealing them to his prophets. But the scripture said in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 12, King Solomon said that evil times fall unexpectedly upon people, but no one knows when this evil will happen. We saw this during the events of the pandemic, the COVID-19. To some, losses could be everything concerning their business or wealth. To others, it could be just a bit, but it still means a lot to them. Yes, the gravity and the magnitude of what happens to people differs. But I'm sure no one can ever go through what, God, what Job went through. But may the Lord help us. So let us continue to trust God. Because God is our God. Because He is God. We should be continued and be consistent in our works with God. Because this was what Job did. So as Christians, Job worshipped God sincerely. We too should love and worship God with all our hearts our minds and our souls. We can also see, also see that Job loves his family. So we too should love our family and our brethren. We should teach and encourage our family and those around us about the words of God. And we should serve, we should serve as an example to people who are looking at us. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Dickness. Um, I'd now like to hand back over to Apostle who would introduce Mommy, sir. Yes, you are very welcome. The, the speakers that we have heard from uh, is quite very interesting and very expository. But I want us to remember two major things before I uh, bring in money, which are the, you know, some of the things that we learned last week. Of course, we learned about who Job is, where Job was. And uh, during, on Sunday, I showed you from the map that Job was, uh, you know, his, his country was in Saudi Arabia just towards the upper north um, west of Saudi Arabia, towards the boundary of Egypt. And we recognize that at the time of Job, the law has not been given. Job lived in the time of conscience. However, we 
it was affirmed to us about the characteristics of Job, which is one thing we must very, very much understand. He was a blameless man. God said, first, there is no man like him. God singled him out among many. He was a blameless man. He was upright. And then a man who feared God. That is, he has God in his contemplation in everything that he does. And which we saw in, the, in how he conducted uh, the affairs of his children. After the children were sparring, he would go and make sacrifice and plead to God for mercy for them. And he was a man who shuns evil. And as I was said to us last week, when, you, when we go deeper into the trial of Job, and you hear from all his friends, we recognize that his friends recognize that he's unable. His, his wife, everybody knows the man in the country that is a man that fears God and is unable. And the last thing to acknowledge, not to forget, you will see these two things throughout the scripture, is that Satan acknowledges the faithfulness of God to those who fear him. In verse 10, he says, Have you not put an edge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hand, so that his flocks and heart are spread throughout the land. And with the great lesson we learn from that is that, you know, the gospel that we have received, if anyone can keep to it and be faithful to God, God will be faithful to his promise too. He will protect you. He will bless you. He will protect you. He will protect your family. He will protect, you know, everything that you have. God is always, God is always faithful. To his promises. Well, it is exciting. You still have all these questions in your mind, but why, but why Job? But why Job? But why Job? I think today, as you go into the life of today, you have more understanding as you go along. Why Job? Why why should these be written in the scriptures? What is the purpose of God for allowing the life of just this one man among all his kindred to be written in the scriptures? Shall we just welcome together? Uh, Reverend Omar to continue today on the rest of Job. I will say, I wouldn't say Job chapter 2, but let me see from where God will lead her. Chapter 3 to maybe 4. Okay, so we go Praise on chapter 3 4. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. It is good again to be in his presence. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. I know with a gladness of heart we have all gathered together to watch and uh, encourage each other in this book of Job. It is very historical, as you can see it. And that, uh, without any delay, that takes us to the book of Job, chapter 3. And if God permits, we be able to acquire, uh, go into chapter 4 as well. Did you finish two? Yes, we finished two last week. We had Job chapter 1 and 2 last week. Okay. So... A lot of you know that we had uh, Job's, uh, the book of Job chapter 1 and 2 last week. And uh, we are now going into chapter 3. Amen. Amen. So chapter 3, it reads. You can see towards the end of the last chapter, Job's friend came to sympathize with him. And uh, in this new chapter, you'll be able to see Job's response and how Job's response actually embarrassed his friends and their own comment towards the chapter 4, uh, on how Job has actually taken his uh, suffering or his distress. And I read from Job chapter 3, from verse 1. Job speaks in this chapter. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. 
He said, to the day of my birth, perish. On the night that said a boy is uh, is conceived, yes, and said the boy is uh, conceived, that day may come, may it turn to darkness. May God above not care about it. May no light shine on it. May gloom and utter darkness claim it once more. May a cloud settle over it. Uh, may blackness, you know, this made my mind to go back to what happened during Jesus' death. May blackness overwhelm it. That night, may thick darkness seize it, because I was thick darkness when Jesus was uh, being transformed anyway. May it not be included among the days of year, nor be entered in any of the months. May that night be barren. May no shout of joy be heard in it. May those who curse days curse that day. Those who are ready to rouse Leviathan, a dangerous beast. May, it, may its morning star become dark. May it wait for day, daylight in vain and not see the, uh, the rays of dawn. For it, for it, it did not shut the doors of the womb on, on me to hide trouble from my eyes. Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? Why was there need to receive me and breath that I might be nursed? For now, I will be lying down in sleep. I will be asleep and at rest with kings and rulers of the earth who build for themselves palaces or places now lying in ruins with princes who had gold who filled their houses with silver. Or why I why was I not hidden away in the ground like a stillborn child, like an infant who never saw the light of day. There the wicked cease from turmoil, and there the weary at rest. Captives, captives also enjoy their ease. They no longer hear the slave driver's shout. The small and the great are there, and the slaves are freed from their owners. Why is light given to those in misery, and life to the bitter of soul, to those who long for, for death that does not come? Who search for it more than for hidden treasure? Who are filled with gladness and rejoice when they reach the grave? 
Why is life given to a man? Whose way is hidden? Whom man has hedged on? For sighing has become my daily food. I want you to look towards the ending of this chapter. He said, for sighing has become my daily food. My groans poured out like water. What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. Turmoil. That takes us to verse 4. At this word, I don't think Joe's friend was so happy about. They were so embarrassed for a man to speak like this, a man that loved God, a man that good things have been spoken about, to not get to this terrible situation and speaking like this. But I want to say to us that it's not easy sometimes when you find yourself in this type of situation. But it's not like I'm taking sides, but at the same time, must be very careful. Because sometimes we quote this end of this scripture. For sign has become my daily food. My groans pour out like water. What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace, no quietness. Have no rest, but only tunnel. Just note uh, those words of Joseph. That takes us to chapter four. When his friend will respond, he said, the Eliphaz, which the Bible believes was uh, one of the oldest friends that Job had. He said, then Eliphaz, the Tamanite, replied, if someone ventures a word with you, Will you be impatient? But who can keep from speaking? Think how you have instructed many. Now he's now bringing Job back to his own life. Think on how you have instructed many. How you are spending people's needs. Think on your words. Your words have uh, supported those who stumble. How your words have, you have been an encourager. They think you have, how you are strengthening uh, faltering needs. But now, trouble comes to you and you are discouraged. It strikes you and you are dismayed. Should not your pity be your confidence and your blameless ways, your hope? Consider now, who being innocent has ever perished? Where were the upright, or uh, where were the upright ever destroyed? As I have observed, those who plow evil and those who sow trouble repeat. At the breath of God, they perish. At the blast of His anger, they are no more. The lions may roar and growl, yet the teeth of the great lions are broken. The lion perishes for lack of, of prey, and the cubs of the lioness are scattered. Five different references about the lion in that verse. We will note, we will refer to it. The word was 
secretly brought to me. My ears caught a whisper of it. Amid disquieting dreams in the night, when deep sleep falls on people, fear and trembling seized me. I made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face, and the hair on my body stood on end, still describing the fear that came upon him. It stopped, but I could not tell what it was. The form stood before my eyes, and I heard a hushed voice, a hushed voice. Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can even a strong man be more pure than his maker? If God places no trust in a servant, if he charges his angels with error, how much more those who, like, who, who live in houses of clay, whose foundations are in the dust, between dawn and dusk, they are broken to pieces. Unnoticed, they perish forever. And not the courts of their tents pulled up so that they die without wisdom. Call, if you will, but who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? May the Lord bless the reading of his holy words. Amen. And that takes me quickly to my note here. We observe Job's first speech in that chapter 3, 1 to 26. Job's friend sat quietly with him for a whole week in the previous chapter, towards the end of the previous chapter. They sat quietly with him when they heard about his mourning, when they heard about his sorrow, when they heard about his distress. They were so unpleased. And they came and they sat quietly with him for a whole week, seven days and seven nights in Job's trouble, in his trouble. Hence they came to sympathize with him. This happened to some of us sometimes when we see our friends in need or our friends in trouble, problem, we decide to go and be a source of encouragement, fulfilling the book of Romans chapter 12. Is anyone among you a, a, a morning? Is this happening to that? That, that scripture said we should mourn with those who mourn and all the rest of that. So that ends the chapter 2, 11 to 13. His friends came to mourn, to sympathize, to grieve with him. Is it not amazing that Job, who was able to stand by faith, who worshipped and praised God in the midst of bad news or in the midst of his adversity in chapter 121, is the one that is cursing, not cursing, the day of his birth. Let us be very careful. Let us learn from Job in this respect. So that in, in, in the time, during the time, or in the time that we are going through times and situations and trials, we must let God speak, not our own flesh. Job spoke through flesh here. But thank God, the forgiving God that was able to forgive. Let us learn from this Job. Who wants worship? Who wants praise? When he first had the news, the bad news of uh, his property uh, uh, being destroyed, his children 
death and all the rest of that. Even when the wife said you should curse God, he spoke well. And now his trials or his grief gripped him. And then he was speaking against the day of his birth. May that not be us. I wrote here, bad days are great days to celebrate, not to curse. Maybe uh, during your own birthday or in one of your birthdays that has passed or something like that, you have something terrible has happened to you. Don't look at this example of Job and say, Job cursed the day that he was born. I'm going to curse the day that I'm born. No, it shouldn't be like that. Bad days are days to be celebrated. I do say to us, before my birthday, I celebrate by my presence, by my cards. I'm not even thinking of any card that anybody's going to give to me. I've gone through the stores. I've taken time to read the cards. It's very special. A special one that, that is due to me. Just to, to, to thank God for the day that I was born. And thank God for other people that are born on this day. I don't know how you celebrate your birthday. But in this, in this, uh, at this time when Job was celebrating his birthday, he was cursing the day that he was born. May we not read about Job and emulate that part of Job. It's not a good thing to do. On our birthdays, we should celebrate. But we must not celebrate like those children in that uh, Job chapter 1 verse 4. They were worldly in their celebration. Are you saying, are you judging them? No. Well, you can read about what they did during their birthday. Let us pray for wisdom and grace of God to celebrate our birthdays in style. The Lord will grant you the wisdom on how to celebrate your birthday or on how to celebrate your children's birthday. Sometimes I talk with some of the African culture. When you are even celebrating your children's birthday, you are going into a lot of atrocities, the wrong things. I've seen in my lifetime somebody celebrating their children's birthday and the, the, the man was bringing girlfriends. That doesn't happen in, in our church or in this church here. Before we went to attend to the, to, 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 to the matter, how come you bring your girlfriend on your children's birthday? Even the wife did not know. It was friends that were telling us is that man, this one is the man's girlfriend. That doesn't happen in Christendom, but I'm just using it as an example. On people's birthday, do you try to upset them? Or celebrate with them. My advice is that we celebrate people on their birthday, or you celebrate yourself first before your birthday. If you have this attitude of celebrating yourself first before your birthday, if nobody gives you present, doesn't bother you. A lot of people celebrate birthday because they want to receive gifts, they want to receive present. No, 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 no. That's not the reason why you celebrate. You celebrate to thank God for the day that you are born. So even if nobody gives you praise and nobody says this to you, you, you don't worry. I've shared my testimony about my bad days. That when, when is my bad day? The man of God has already planned to go on trips. I don't, he doesn't know. He, doesn't, he didn't remember. It's not because he doesn't want to. But when you remind him, he's so happy about it. Ah, he says, I'm so sorry. He'll apologize. But thank God it doesn't happen now. But because of my patience, I've sent my card already to the house. He speaks in the post. We are both ready together. We are happy. So I want to encourage us to celebrate our bad days and not curse our bad days. When we celebrate such days, we must celebrate worshipping. We have shown you our secret here. This is what we met with our own fathers. My father-in-law. Before the day of birthday, because we were born the same day. 
we pray from 12 midnight, which a lot of you said do now, from 12 midnight till the morning, as, as, as the Lord will release us. It might release you at 1, it might release you at 2, it might release you at 3, as God releases you to the day of your birthday, before we start to celebrate the rest of the day. The, day, the days of our birthday, where we celebrate our birthdays, we must celebrate worshiping, praising, and being thankful to God for keeping us to see the, that day until we are called back to Him. That is what we should do when we remember our birthdays. Whatever situation meets you on the day of your birthday, I would advise that you celebrate by worshiping, by praising, and, and by being thankful to God for keeping you safe or for keeping me safe before he's coming back. You must not celebrate it wrongly like Job's uh, children. I refine that uh, Job chapter 1. Therefore, we must watch out on how we celebrate our birthdays. Job 1, 21 to 22, I read, and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. These are not pleasant words. The Lord gave, I'm reading the, the, the I think Job 3, I'm mistakenly wrote it here. Some of Job's words in that chapter 3. No, 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 I think it's, 20, uh, it's Job 1, 21 to 22. When Job was going through his uh, uh, problems, you must watch out what, what we say when we go through trials. That's what I want to refer to. In that Job 1, 21 and 22, look at how Job worshipped. He said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. He was praising God, even in the midst of the bad news. How do we celebrate in times of bad news? I learned so much from this because I wouldn't have known if I have not reread uh, 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 Job again. These words were now so meaningful as I'm reading Job. He said, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. We don't know what is going to happen to us in the future. In the midst of any disaster, let us pray and be calm about it. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing, according to that chapter 1, verse 22. He did charge God with wrongdoing. He did not sin. He was just praising. In the time of trials, in the time of tribulation, he was just praising. How come now he is not agonizing? That he's going through, undergoing through great mental anguish through worrying. Job that once prayed, worship, the Lord gave, the Lord take it, and was calm and did not charge God, according to that verse 22 of verse 1, uh, chapter 1. Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. No. He didn't charge God with any wrongdoing. How now he now starts to agonize over a situation? He thought he had achieved nothing in life. And he wished he had never been born. Why? Why now that he was thinking about that? But before this time of his suffering, he never thought of great things he had achieved. This made God proud of him 
in that uh, Job chapter 2 verse 3. Look at God's statement about Job. He said, then, 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 then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. You see the same Job we are now reading about in chapter 3. He's blameless and upright, a man who feared God and shone evil. He still maintains his integrity. Though no one incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. Let's of that. Look at God's resume or what God says about Job in that Job chapter 2 verse 3. You can see that Job gave, God gave him to the uh, depression in this chapter. In this chapter 3, he actually gave him to depression. Can I advise us that in the midst of our trials or tribulation, you must not give him to depression. Yes, we know that he did not curse God, but he gave him to depression. The day he was born, or the day of his birth, the day of his conception, or the day he was conceived, chapter 3, 1 and 11. What should have been his reaction at this stressful time of his life? This is my personal opinion. I would have said or said he should continue to hold on to God, the author and the finisher of his work. Peter was reporting in one of his uh, uh, books, 1 Peter chapter 5, 6 to 11. He said, humble yourself therefore under God's mighty hand and that he may lift you up in due time. Was now wrote in his book, in a time of problems or anything, he said, be self-controlled. I'm reading 1 Peter chapter 5, 6 to 11. He says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. They resist him. Standing firm in the faith. Because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. In time of trials, in time of tribulation, this is what we ought to do. We must not let depression take, take us over. James chapter 1, 2 to 4 also encourages us this way. He said, consider it pure joy, my brothers. Whenever you face trials of any kind, you can underline that word, any kind. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be matured and complete not lacking anything. James chapter 1 to 4. We know that trials are not meant to destroy us, but to build up our faith in God. God trains us to mature in Him through trials. At least our maturity comes sometimes when we go through trials. This can be likened to an eagle Training its young. You know, all these are in the Bible. 
Deuteronomy talks about it. These trials that we go through sometimes can be likened to an eagle training its younger ones on how to fly through the storm, which we call the storm of life, the storm of life. The eagle tears its nest and protects its young by spreading its wings to catch them again. God also trains us to mature through trials. Look at what that book of Deuteronomy chapter 32, 11 says. It said, like an eagle that tears up its nest and hovers over its young, that spread its wing to catch, an eagle that spread to catch them and carries them on its pinions. That is the outer part of the bird's wing. The eagles, because he knows that the time is going to come in the time of storms, this eaglet will need to fly. So occasionally he goes to ruffle his nest. Once he ruffles his nest, what happens? We see that they, they are panicking. When it's noticed that they are panicking, they can't fly properly. We now use the upper part of his wings to lift them up again. That is what God was doing with Job here. Many thoughts of evil went through Job's mind in this chapter 3, 1 to 11, and 12 to 26. But I'm just going to mention a few when Job's nest was being ruffled. Many bad thoughts went. But yet God was catching him. Catching him. Towards the end of the scripture, you see the end of Job, as I've read in the introduction. Job chapter 3, 1. I'm going to mention some of the few things that Job mentioned in this chapter to remind us again of what we have read. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. When you curse the day of your birth, you are indirectly cursing God. When you praise the day of your birth, you are directly praising God. But Job, in his distress, cursed the day of his birth. Chapter 3, 3 to 4. 1, 3 to 4, I read 1 and then 3 to 4. May the day of my birth perish, and the night it was said, a boy is born. May this day perish. The, night was, the news of his birth was announced. That day may turn to darkness. May God above not care about it. May no light shine upon it. 7 to 9, that chapter 3. May that night be barren. May no shout of joy be heard on it. May those who curse days, curse that day, those who are ready to rouse Laviathan. Laviathan here, in biblical use, is a sea monster identified in different passages with the whale and the crocodile. Maybe this, the devil as well. When you read the book of Job, chapter 41, which we are going to get to, Psalm 74, 14, and Isaiah 27, 1, which describes the Laviathan as the devil. So, the Laviathan, a very large aqu aquatic uh, creature, especially a whale, which can be referred to as the great Laviathans of the deep. Laviathan, Laviathan, a thing that is very large or powerful, especially a sheep as well. 
When I got to that verse 9 of that chapter 3, it said, May its morning star become dark. May it wait for daylight in vain and not see the first ray of dawn. 3, 11 to 12. Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? Why was there need to receive me and breast that I might be nursed? 16. Or why was I not hidden in the ground like a steel pond child? Look at how he humiliated himself so much in his trial. Like an infant who never saw the light of day. Why is light given to those in misery a light to the bitter of soul? To those who long for death that does not come. Who search for it more than for hidden treasure? Verse 23 of chapter 3. Though, why is life given to a man whose way is hidden? Whom God has hedged in. Then verse 25, 26 said, What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace. No quietness. I have no rest. But only to God. In all those words, it is evident that all he wanted was to die. Because his hope has been deferred and his heart is sick. Proverbs 13 12. He said, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. We thank God. Because he thought his hope has been deferred. But thank God towards the end of his life, in that chapter 42, his longings were fulfilled. Let's look at some of these little uh, 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 scriptures to help us in the time of our trials. Because he mentioned in one of the scriptures that I read to you, he said, when you go through trials and tribulation, know that some other people are going through the same thing at, at that time. In that Romans chapter 8, 38 to 39, it says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, if you are tormented by demons or anything, and you are giving up hope or cursing your life or prefer to die, he said, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Always know that in your trials or in your tribulation or in any deep distress that you're going through, God, the love of God is always there for you. That is what I can use to end this scripture, this chapter 3. And chapter 4 says, chapter 4, 124, Job's friend. Eliphaz the Tamite mentioned, one of his friends mentioned six things in that chapter 6. I'll take us through those six things that he mentioned in his first speech. What 
he mentioned that Job has done what he was not pleased with Job about in that chapter six, uh, chapter four, one to six. Because they were so embarrassed by the words that Job was seeing, they have observed they are being Job friends. He must he must have seen how Job loves God, Job uh, uh, honors God. He was a good man and all the rest of that. But it's the same Job that is now talking against himself. So he was embarrassed. And in that chapter 4, 1 to 7, or 1 to 6, I read, Then Eliphaz the Tamite replied, If someone venture a word with you, will you be impatient? But who can keep from speaking? Now he began to bring Job back to memory lane. He said, Think how you have instructed many. Are you the one Job talking like this? Think about how you have spoken, instructed, guided people in your time. You're a man of integrity. You cannot speak like this. That's number one thing. That it was mentioned that he mentioned. How you have strengthened people's hands. You have been an encourager. Think about how you have been an encourager. In that verse 3 of Job chapter 4. His friend. His friend. Eliphaz challenged Job. Someone like Job who had counseled many in their distress or trouble. That is what that verse is there. 1 to 3 is saying. Or trouble. So now put it in practice. It's so difficult. Why is it so difficult to put that thing in trouble? We are not there, because sometimes when you go to trials and tribulation, in order not to get to that state of Job, you must think about all these words we are reading now. Also said they should not. It's often easier to tell others what they ought to do than to do it ourselves, you know. <laughs> Job friend did not put himself in Job's situation at that time, but he was saying the, he was saying the reality. So when people are going through times and situations before us, let the word that comes out of our mouth be seasoned with salt. Let us look at the appropriate word of God that will suit their pain, that will help them in their distress, in their pain, to speak to them. Because it is easier to tell other people all <laughs> when they are going through time and situation, but you put yourself there. When you cut through a tree, there's an adage in Africa, that says when you cut through a tree, when the tree is making and there is something coming out of that tree, you know, some they turn to gum and all the rest of that. That thing coming out of that tree is like when you cut a human being and blood is coming out. So think about your two think about using that thing on yourself and see how you are going to scream. You know, it's easier for doctors to give you injections. <coughs> but give a doctor injection, you'll be able to understand what I'm talking about. They too will shake because we, we are all blood, uh, flesh and blood. Look at Joe's friend's words. Joe's uh, uh, friend in, in verse 4. He said, your words have supported those who stumble. Not bringing Joe back to memory lane. You are strengthened, flattering knees. But now, trouble comes to you. And you are discouraged. It strikes you and you are dismayed. Should not your pity be your confidence? 
and your blameless ways, your hope. I see six things that verse 1 to 6. Now you now encourage him. Say, consider now who being innocent have ever prayed perish. Where were the upright or where were the upright ever destroyed? As I have observed, those who plow evil and those who sow trouble reap it. In these last two verses, 7 and 8, chapter 4, 7 and 8. Eliezer was implying or strongly suggesting that Job's suffering was as a result of his uh, wickedness, which I believe is not true. In verse 2, he mentioned that he did not want to upset Job. When you go back to that verse 2, when he was trying to talk initially, he said, look, it's not because I want to upset you, but what he has said actually is something to upset him. He mentioned that he did not want to upset Job. And what he wanted to say is an important matter. But let's see that important matter that he said. But, but towards the end of his speech, let's see what he calls important matter. He says, consider now, that verse 7, who being innocent has ever perished, that the upright ever destroyed. As I have observed, those who plow evil, and those who saw trouble, reap it. <laughs> he believed that since Job was innocent, he should have a good life and not have suffered this way. Verse 3 to 4. He believed that Job to think on how he has taught or instructed many people, how his words he has supported. That Jews have supported those who stumble. How he has encouraged stumbling me that is weak people, which we are going to see as we read towards the other chapters, because this is also explained again in chapter 22 and 29, 11 to 17. Let's look at what Proverbs chapter 25, verse 20 B says, or 20, let's give the whole of 20. Like one who takes away a garment on a cold day, or like vinegar. Word on a soda is one who sings songs with heavy heart. Job's friend was worsening his trouble, was singing songs of another different song to a heavy heart instead of encouraging. But what does the Bible say we should do? He said we should rejoice with those who rejoice. And I'm not also surprised that in the in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter 12, I want you to I want us to write this down. Paul was also talking about his own life here. Second Corinthians chapter 12, 7-10 So keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations that was given to me a turn in my flesh. The messenger of Satan to torment me. I see what happened. Paul was reporting what happened to him in his own time of trials and tribulation. Let us learn from all this one. He said, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. May this be words that will encourage us in our times of going through. Therefore, I will boast 
all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. When Christ's power rests on us in the time of tribulation or problems, we, are, we will survive it. This is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, I delight in insults, I delight in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. One does to be rest assured that in time or situation, in times of going through, God is always with us. Let us be confident of this and make sure that we, we support by, by rejoicing with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Let us ask God the right word to use where people are going through that period of trial and tribulations because it's well said than to do it. Sometimes we look at other people's eyes and we're picking things from their eyes and forgetting that we have our own log in our eyes there. But what did Matthew advise? Matthew advised that we should first remove our own log from our eyes before we look at other people's. So when we talk people down, think about yourself. Don't just be talking people down. When people ask, think about you. What will you do? And look at how you will give solution to people's action by making peace instead of causing trouble among brethren. You know, sometimes it's easy, like Joe's friend, telling people off, tell, talking against Joe. We don't know why Joe said that, but he's supposed to be an encourager, to encourage Joe, even in this situation. His distress has really caused him this far. He knows <laughs> that Joe was a nice man. Look at the reason. Why did he do this? Because they too sat with him towards the end of that chapter 2. They start with him to mourn for seven days. They start with him. They sympathize with him. They know what it is to go through it. Because for those seven days, they said they did not speak one word. Because they, they could see what Job was going through. So they didn't say a word. But now, why, why, why did he respond? Why was his response like this? In that chapter 4. I end my case with this prayer point, which I'm going to pass on to Apostle to, to, to lead us to pray. I wrote here, Lord, help me to be more sensitive, or help us to be more sensitive. Help us to be more discerning in our approach to people in their times of distress. In our approach to people, even when it's not their time of this year, when we need to pray to them, help us to be, pray for them, with them or for them. Help us to be more sensitive. Help us to be more discerning in our approach to people in their times of distress, rather than adding to their hurting situation. May the Lord bless His word tonight. Amen. Yes, shall we just pray? Um, in line with what uh, Mommy had just said, you know, from the from the words of uh, Eliphaz, you can see man testifying to who Job truly was. 
And this is the reason why they can't understand why evil should happen to him. They testify in verse 3. It says, think how you have instructed them. He was a man, 16. He was a man who encouraged people in his own days. He strengthened the feeble hands. His words supported those who stumbled. He was strengthened. He has strengthened flattering knees. You see, a person like him, therefore, who was there for anybody when they had the use, who carries people's problem on his head, natural mind will say that, why should he have problem? You know, what really has happened? And eventually they begin to think that could it be that there is a sin that he had committed or something that he had done wrong? At the height of that, we see that God intercepted them and spoke. But now we're going to pray. We are going to pray for wisdom. First of all, according to the book of James, chapter 1, we're going to pray for the spirit of wisdom in our trial time. Chapter 1, in verse 2, it says, Consider pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So pray and say to God, Father, Help me, O God, fill me with the wisdom of heaven during my period of trial. Help me to understand that it is your, it is my testing time. Father, in the name of Jesus, fill us with the spirit of wisdom. In verse 5, it says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Tell God, give me wisdom to understand my trial from my temptation. That I will not treat my trial as a recompense of a wickedness. But I will recognize that you are the one who is testing my faith. Whatever our test of faith is, Lord, help us to understand that it is from you. Help us, O God, that we will not falter. Help us that we will not not speak things contrary to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, tell the Lord, give me perseverance in the days of my trial. Father, give me perseverance in the days of my trial. Pray according to James. Let my trial mature me. Let him bring me to complete maturity that I will lack nothing. I ask for wisdom, Lord. I ask for wisdom, Lord. I ask for understanding, Lord. I ask for insight, O God. Help me, Lord Jesus Christ, that in my days of trial, Lord, I will recognize that it is trial, and I will have the resilience of God in my trial. I will not think it is an affliction because of my sin that you have forgiven that is what the devil suggests all the time. Father, Lord, I pray thee. Lord, I pray thee. Help me, Lord. Give me discernment. Tell God to give you discernment. Tell God to give you insight. Tell God to give you understanding. Oh, sovereign Lord, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, help us not to compromise our faith at the face of adversity. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. You know, I want to uh, just add this to what Mommy has said to you. The question is, in chapter 1, Job lost everything except his wife. Okay? And Job said, the Lord give it and the Lord take it. Now, why is it that in chapter 3, what happened to Job caused Job to curse the day he was born? Now, let me give you an insight. Chapter 2 answers it. You know, Job lost everything he had. No problem. If there is life, there is hope. 
But in chapter 2, Satan went to God and asked that he would touch his body. And so Satan afflicted Job with a disease that was never mentioned before him and has never happened since after him. The most terrible disease, I could say, you know, from the spiritual that every spirit of sickness attacked him at one time. In his body, he has so broke out suddenly all over his body. Uh, to the place whereby he changed his figure and he changed the way he looks. His, 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 his friends could not identify him. And he brought him to the place whereby he felt that if he lie down in ashes, he will have some, some relief of his soul. The, whole, the Bible says from his head to his soul was sore. Look, there is nowhere to stand because under his foot is sore. There is nowhere to lay. Everywhere he could lay his body is sore. So he was having pain. And the Bible described it as, he said, I have no peace, no quietness, and no rest, but all tumult. All the days of my life. And he will not die. And you can see that expressed to him by him from chapter, chapter uh, 3 when he was talking about the condition. Now we are going to pray. There are people among us who may be suffering from some sicknesses. Mm -hmm. Not up to this, because this that God did to Job, no man can have it. No man had it before him. No man has been recorded to have it after him. It is just God permitted this so that you and I can learn that the, the, no matter how sick we are, there are some under my voice now, you might be very, very sick, terribly sick, in whatever illness or sickness that you are in. Encouragement comes from you today that don't you think it's because of your sin? Don't you think it's because of any reason? Take your sickness as a trial, a test of trial, test of your faith. And we are going to pray that God, everyone that is in, in the sick bed now, will pray that you will stretch your hand and heal them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because some sickness, when people pray, 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 pray in agony and pain, you know, it, it's a terrible thing. You know, it is a place where Job got to. But however God sustained Job, we are going to pray two prayers. God sustain those who are all over the world in this affliction where your children now set forth your healing power and restore them. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, oh God, for people who are passing through this exact situation, not exact a, a replica of what Job went through. But they are also sick in their body. They carry pain every day is pain. Every day is pain. Every day is pain. Those who are healthy cannot understand how they feel. So Lord, we pray for them. That you will sustain them across the globe. Those who are your children in this circumstance. Sustain them by the power of your name, O Father, in the name of Jesus. Let's pray that God will extend his hand of mercy unto them across the globe. Some are going through persecution. By this uh, fundamentalist who just persecute Christians and kill them and maim them. Let us pray for them that God will grant them resilience in the name of Jesus. In this time of their trial, they will not deny God. Those who are in persecution, who have been afflicted in every nation under heaven. People who have been smuggled, who have been kept in, in gallows, who have been kept in secret places. And they keep on punishing them, telling them to deny their God. Father, we pray for strength, for strength, for help, for strength, for help, for strength. Those who are sick in their body, who have been afflicted, we pray for healing, 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 healing. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, every child of God afflicted on 
under heaven. Set your hand of mercy, O God. Set your hand of mercy. Let's pray for God's mercy. The Bible says to us in our generation, Jesus Christ died to take away our sicknesses. And by his stripes we were healed. This was not available to Jew, but it's available to us. Now pray, pray, command healing, 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 healing to those who are sick, O God. Let the oil of healing be poured upon their head in the mighty name of Jesus. Pour the oil of healing, O God. Pour the oil of healing, Lord Jesus. We pray thee, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Bring forth healing to bones, to flesh, to organs, to cells of body. In the name of Jesus, take away every sickness and pain by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Well, this is the month of restoration. And we're going to pray the scriptures that God has given to us. Uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 19, and then verse 25, 26. It says in verse 19 and 20, it says, The Lord will reply them, I am sending you grain, new wine, and oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I will drive the northern army from you, pushing it into parched and barren land with its front column going to the eastern sea. So we're going to pray to God, Father, send me grain, send me oil, send me anointing. Holy Spirit of God, fill me. In this season, begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Grain is the word of God. Wine is the Holy Spirit. Anointing is the oil. Father, send us the word. Let your word fill my heart. Tell the Lord, fill my soul with your word. Lord, send me word, word, word. Bring me word, oh God, by God, the Holy Spirit. Bring me the word from the Father. Bring me the word from the Father. When the, when the prophecy and the word of the Lord came to me, let your word come to me in broad daylight. Oh God, pray, I pray thee. Let your word come to me. Send me your word, O oh Lord. Send me your word, O oh Lord. Tell the Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I will send you wine, he says. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let your Holy Spirit flow through me. Let your Holy Spirit flow through me. The healing power of God flow through me. The, the, the grace of God in the sermon flow through me. The word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. Tell God this, the gift of healing, the gift of supernatural wonders, science and wonders. The gift of faith. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Yea, is the time of restoration. Because at the end of the scripture, it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Lord, pour your spirit upon me. Pour your spirit upon your church. Pour your spirit upon your church. Tell the Lord, pray, God, let your spirit be poured out upon your church on earth. Like fire, like fire, like flame. Let it come, let it come, let it come. Outpouring of your spirit, oh God. Outpouring of your spirit that will change the news. Oh Lord, in the time for revival. Send your spirit power. Oh Lord, flood your church with your Holy Spirit. Lord, flood your child with your Holy Spirit. Intoxicate with your new wine. Intoxicate with your new wine. Anointing, fresh anointing upon God's people on earth. Fresh anointing upon your church on earth, O oh God. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing. To move in your power that will change the news on the television. It will change the news across the globe. Lord, anoint your church, Lord. Anoint your church, Lord. Anoint your church, Lord. With power, anoint your church, Lord. Anoint your church, Lord. With the word, anoint your church, Lord. With 
where the Holy Spirit tell the Lord it is the time for us to see visions it is time for us to prophesy you said the sons and daughters will prophesy Oh Lord, oh Lord, pour your spirit upon us, pour your spirit upon us, pour your spirit upon us, enough to satisfy us fully. Never again will we be an object of scorn among the nations. I want us to pray for God's children in Saudi Arabia, that God will visit them with power, supernatural power. Pray for the children, the children of God in the Arab Emirates, that God will visit them with supernatural power. And the revival will break out from the midst of them. Pray for, your, for the children of God in all the nations of the earth that you know, from America to India, from Africa to China, those of us in Europe, let fire fall upon the church of the living God. Let fire fall down on the church of the living God. The Bible says in the last day, the top of the mountain of the Lord shall be made visible. He shall be exalted above all the hills, and a nation will shake into it. People will say, let us go to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his way. For the law will come from him from Zion. Tell the Lord, send your power upon your church. Send grain into your church. Send grain into your church. Now begin to pray, verse 25. I will repay you the years the locusts have eaten. Begin to pray for restoration. Restoration of the falling. Restoration of the falling in the church of the living God. Everyone who have fallen, Father, restore them. Father, restore them. Father, restore them. You lift up those who have fallen, Lord. Lift them up, Lord. Lift them up, Lord. Those who belong to you, who have been deceived by Satan, who have followed gangs, Father, restore them back. Restore them back. Restore them back. Ministers who have followed money, restore them back. Restore them back. Those who are running after fame, Lord, restore them back. Restore them back. Restore them back. They belong to the household of God. Father, reveal yourself to them. Let them encounter you again. Now begin to pray. Tell the Lord to restore all his wealth into the church. He said, I will you will have plenty until you are full. Lord, restore your wealth to God. 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 To the hands of the faithful, to the hands of the righteous, people who will use the wealth of God to pursue the kingdom agenda. Father Lord, put wealth in their hands. Put wealth in their hands. Let double doors be opened over them. Put wealth in their hands. People that Satan will not penetrate. Satan will not abuse them. Not like the before. That people fling away about the wealth that you are given to them. And the work of God suffers. Lord, enough of that. Put wealth in the hands of people who have a heart to fund the gospel. Put wealth in the hands of the people who have the heart to make sure that the gospel reaches the ends of the earth. Oh Lord, single them wherever they may be. 
feet. Begin to put words in their hands. Anywhere they are on earth, Father, put words in their hands. Put words on your elect. Who have a heart that when the world will reach them, they will be able to use it to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. You say we shall have plenty to eat. Doors of plenty be open to us. Doors of plenty be open to us. Pray for everyone going for interview in this month that God will grant them the job. Those who are seeking for job that they will get their job. Beginning from this week, testimony, testimony. People will get job by unmerited favor. Grace will come upon the jobless and they will get job that they are not qualified to do. Rapapa, beyond their imagination, it shall be so. The Bible says, in the days of famine, my people will enjoy plenty. In the days of famine, my people will enjoy plenty. Lord, we pray thee, we pray thee. Restoration of marriages. Pray for restoration of families. Pray for restoration of children. Pray for restoration of families. Pray for restoration of marriages. Pray for restoration of wealth. Pray for restoration of health of people. In the name of Jesus. Everything we need to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Father, we pray. Restore them, O God. Restore them, O God. Take away shame from among us. Work wonders of finance in the midst of us. Oh Lord, we pray thee. Anoint our hands with oil that anything we touch shall become gold. Let us pray for our children that God will grant them knowledge. He says, Your children shall be taught from above. Great shall be the prosperity of your children. Isaiah 4 by 13. Lord, we pray for the prosperity of our children. We pray for those who are studying among us the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel. Isaiah 11 2. The spirit of, of knowledge, the spirit of understanding. Let it come to them. Let it come to them. Let it come to them. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. Father, grant them the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding to everyone that is studying. Pray, Caprontoso. Pray that knowledge, that spirit. So everyone that are professionals among us, that in this time they will invent our medical practitioners and, and, and those who are in, in uh, me, me, you know uh, within the area of medical field like biochemistry, like like uh, 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 you know physics and and all those who are involved in, in uh, researches of sciences, that God will grant them knowledge among us. God will grant them knowledge to invent. God said to us, He will give cure to many diseases this year. And I told you all of you who are within that field that you can do researches that you should go in this year you will discover you will understand you will see because god has released it in the atmosphere it takes a mind that turned towards it to be able to discover and so lord we pray turn the heart of all our researchers into entering the realm of invention the realm of invention like the days of activities and the rest of them father we pray in the name of jesus christ we pray thee oh god turn the hearts of our researchers don't let them be tired don't let satan weary them Father, in the name of Jesus, those who are running, they will not faint. Those who are walking, they will not weary. The spirit of wisdom come. The spirit of knowledge upon the church. The spirit of understanding upon the church. Invention come. To our student excellence. Every spirit of Satan that tries to hinder them, we rebuke in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of Satan that discourages people, we send them to hell. Let encouragement come. 
for all of us in the name of Jesus. Bring, bring, bring that man have not seen before. Understand it. In our dream that we shall see solutions. Everyone that is in science among us, everyone that is in science among us, mathematics, not people who are positioned in a place where they can bring innovation, they can bring discovery, or in, in the field of computer science. Lord, give them knowledge. Give them insight. Give them knowledge. Give them insight. Give them knowledge. Solution, 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 solution. In this very season, you promised us that we will access solution. We will accept invention. So give the spirit of invention to all our people. Oh, Father, we pray thee. Don't let them be contented with the little they are earning. And the children of, of, the, of the wicked one begin to access. Lord, open the eyes of your church. Open the eyes of your people. Father, we bless and glorify thee. Thank you for everything. We glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Our God and King, we thank you because you are the sovereign Lord and there is none like you. You are the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. You are the one who was and is and is to come. The one who promises and what you see come to pass. You are the one who said to us to seek your face. We thank you because you have heard us. The Bible says in Psalm 91, He who dwells in the shadow of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And so, Lord, I bring everyone under my voice, under your shadow, O God. May the Lord protect you. Amen. In the midst of judgments, in the midst of infirmity and plague, you shall be protected by the Amen. blood of Jesus. He said, because of the blood, by the blood of covenant, I will deliver you from the, your prisoner from waterless system. Anyone that has been afflicted, I rebuke affliction. I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus. Your, the cells that compose your body and your organs, I speak healing into them in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus paid the price for it. By his death, receive it in the name of Jesus New kidney, new liver, new lungs, print darable, new heart, new veins, every pain I cast to die in your body in the mighty name of Jesus. Sight received, ear be healed, nose be healed. Those of you who Satan has attacked you with discouragement, you are delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that exuberance will come back into you. You that the devil has weakened your your, your body, I I command that you receive strength and fire in your bones. Every good intention God gave you, I decree that it be killed within you. And all the grace God put inside you to fulfill mandate of heaven, I decree that to be released from you in the mighty name name of Jesus Christ. Let let, um, uh, hope rise up again in the heart of the hopeless. Let assurance rise up again in the the life, in the heart of the faithless. In the name of Jesus, let provision come for all. Lord, I thank you because you have done it. In Jesus' anointed name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. All right, let's pray for people who are having their birthdays and weddings anniversary today. Father, we thank you so much for people who were born today. And we thank you for your grace and mercy that have saved them. We thank you for your uh, care over them from fetus. Till this hour of their life, may book of remembrance be open concerning you. Amen. The book of the agent of days 
written by the agent of days over your life. Where your destiny is written. May the Lord remember it today and empower you to fulfill the destiny as written there. Amen. And may the Lord restore to you the years of locusts have eaten. Mm-hmm. And we pray that this your new year shall be a year of fulfillment for you. Amen. May the Lord establish you in the household of God. You will not see anything in life that will shake your faith Amen. as to take you away from the Lord your God. Amen. Father, we pray for strength for them, for illumination for them. We pray for life, health, and prosperity. And we pray, Lord, that you will bless every marriage also. Bless every home uh, with your blessing and your peace and fulfill the blessing in the book of Genesis 1.28 in every family so that your name be glorified. May his mercy and honor and glory never depart from you. Long life and prosperity. And may the Lord grant all the desires of your heart. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Our God and King, thank you for everyone. That is under my voice, and thank you for bringing, leading us thus far. I speak the blessings of God upon you. Stretch out your hand before the Lord. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Amen. May He send you help from the sanctuary Amen. and grant you support from Zion. Amen. May He remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. Amen. May the Lord give you all the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Amen. May He May you shout for joy when you are victorious and you will lift up the banner in the name of our God. May the God of better, the God of covenant who cannot lie, may the God of better who appeared unto Abraham and made a covenant with him in better and appeared to Isaac and confirmed it as uh, as as an oath and appeared unto Jacob and to us and confirmed it with everlasting May he open the book of remembrance concerning you and remember all your requests from January. Mm, mm, mm. And I speak in the name of the Lord before the end of this week. We have just few more hours. This week will be gone. May he answer your requests. Amen. And may the Lord bless all your endeavors. Amen. Thank you, Father, because it is done. Amen. As we ask this, in Jesus' anointed name. Amen. amen and amen and amen. Shall I just say before we sing our closing hymn that those of you who are watching on the on the um, YouTube, please remember to click thumb up. Uh, may the Lord strengthen you. The prayers that is our main focus prayer during this month, you know, don't forget it. Pray it every day. Joel chapter verse 19 20 verse 19 and 20 and verse 25 and 26 make sure you pray this prayer seriously pray for yourself pray for nations of the earth and pray for the church of the living god and god will surprise us before the end of october heaven will surprise us in jesus name